Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is. All right, we are recording, Jonathan. You're recording, Jonathan. <laughs> there was an implied comma. Oh, I see. Recording or something matters. Yes. Commas matter. Commas matter. That's right. Commas matter. Uh, Even in podcasting, Jonathan. Yes, sir. What's different? about today's recording of Tasty Gents. Uh, we are in uh, bikinis. <laughs> and, no, no. Well, I mean, we always are. We always are, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. You wouldn't know, listener. Um, what's new about this is we are we are going all the way back to our very, very first episode. We are. And we're, we're together. We're we are. sitting across a table. Mike microphone in between us. One mic. Uh, one. Yeah, this is this is two men, one mic. And <laughs> no, no, this is uh, for listeners. This is Tasty Gents. Uh, welcome if this is your first time. Uh, you, you welcome, and if you're uh, a regular, um, welcome back. Welcome back. We love having you there. We should. We are in Palm Springs right now, uh, and so you've heard us say that this is our Tasty Gents podcast, and it's sort of a Palm Springs and Seattle podcast. The other thing, of course, right now is that in addition to Jonathan and I, who you always get. Mm-hmm. Andrea is here, who you occasionally hear us talk about. So that's Andrea in the background. Yeah. Um, so the gang's all back is the very good news um, in lovely Palm Springs. Um, and, and, and not unlike some of our first episodes, a couple things are happening that might happen uh, like our first episodes. One is that my dog, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. is right here near our feet. Yes. And so any number of things could happen. There was a previous episode where Charlie Brown eviscerated a toy. Oh, yeah. and there was a lot of painful squeaking from the toy. From yes. who's a polar bear was. Yes. Um, that could happen. Uh, the other thing is we're gonna we're gonna branch out. Yeah. From what we normally talk about, aren't we? We are. Yeah. We've got we we usually uh, we, we focus on food. We've had some other podcasts yeah. that uh, we were moved by some topics and we really yeah. wanted to, to 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 touch upon them. And you, Greg, are yeah. um and a, as you say, any day of the week you either underemployed or semi-retired. Yes. Yeah. So but you're in uh, a transition period for yourself. I am. And you are now em- embarking on a whole new career yes. of Executive and leadership coaching. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Right. It's true, <clears throat> and uh, and so it's fun. And and so, listener, I will tell you that uh, Jonathan and I talk about this occasionally because there's some overlap in our in our own in our careers and the mm-hmm. things that people generally pay us money to do. Um, and so we end up having those conversations, although not usually here with you. But today we're going to do that with you. And yeah. so yeah. the 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 short version of what Jonathan is describing is I left my corporate job um, about seven or eight months ago, and I've been working on building a coaching and consulting practice in the meantime. Yeah. And I've learned many things, and I've made a few mistakes, thankfully none uh, fatal or awful. But um, I continue to form an opinion about the approach that I want to take to this work. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Now, I'm going to pause here for a minute mm-hmm. because there's at least one person who remembers our kitchen gadget episode as potentially a highlight of their life. Like that was a, a peak moment and they're, they're looking for the next kitchen gadget episode. Yeah. This will not be that episode, but, but leadership and the things we're going to talk about today are applicable in any series of circumstances where there's more than one human. That's right. If it's chat, I can't promise that this is going to be useful or informative. But well, the cat's always, then there's no question. The cat's yeah, always in charge. Cat's, you're just, that's in charge. You do what you're told. Yeah. But that's kind of where we're going to go. Um, so it'll be a yeah. little different today. We have no uh, strong agenda at this point. Um, but we do have strong opinions. We have a lot of that as well. So right. uh, so let's get going then. Let's what, do this. Where do you want to go? What do you want okay, to do with well, this? I, so this? We had a discussion yesterday yes. because I needed 
desperately to borrow a, a pressure washer. I and thank you for that. Yep, and I did. And I I, um, I washed everything and I was uh, incredibly under pressure. So, <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Yeah. see, you're I was hoping yeah. you're going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but but you were, and you were always high energy, but mm. you were, you were vibrating mm. a whole different level yesterday because you had had a discussion in one yes. of your coaching sessions with, with an executive, uh, a, yes. a leader of leaders, and this person had made a comment that, that you, they thought it would be a good idea. And what yes. they would like is for you to host some forums yes. and some and some workshops, Yes, which I thought was great. And you were throwing ideas off of me. And that got me thinking, nice. which is a very hard thing to do. <laughs> but then I spent the, the, the whole, the whole night and, 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 and uh, this morning mulling over what you were talking about. And I just thought this would be a great podcast. So some of the questions that I had based off of, you know, what you were saying, and, and maybe what we'll start with is, do you want to just so you're coaching? You have two lines of coaching that you're offering now. Do you want to yeah. describe what those are? Yeah. So uh, one of them is called career transitions, and <clears throat> it, as you said, I'm kind of in my own transition right now from a full time corporate job into this sort of fewer hours, more specific focus. Yeah. Um, and so what I what I thought was, I'm in my own transition. This isn't going to be something I necessarily feel confident bringing to, to a coaching client. But the more I was speaking to people who are interested in coaching with me, that's what people are, have been, are in need of. There's an incredibly broad array of people who are transition transitioning their career right now that I'm running across. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, that's one program. It's going incredibly well. I'm having a number of different conversations with different people about the kinds of transitions they're in. Um, that one, I will say, uh, that one is, is based on establishing values first. So mm -hmm. the very first thing that I do with a client in that in that program is work with them on like, what are the most important values for them? And, and honestly, like money could be a value. Somebody with a young family and, you know, trying to sort of get their feet underneath them, money may be really high on that list and there's room for that. Yeah. You know, um, a purpose um, or education and growth, whatever. But identifying those values first and then from that very firm foundation kind of moving forward into how do you want to express those values in whatever this transition is. So that's the career transitions program. Other than what I just described, it is different for every single person yeah. because, because the coaching experience is just each person's individual um, approach there. The other program is called Be a Better People Leader. And I, I have this um, this point of view. And again, for those of you listening, so if you are in a corporate space, uh, you know, maybe this resonates and I'd love to hear. If you're not, if you have never, ever worked in a corporate space, yay for you. Yeah, really. um, wow. and, and maybe this will make no sense, but but there's a thing here that I think is relevant um, even for that. So we all hear about, you know, sort of captains of industry, right? Oh, yeah. People at the top of their game and vice presidents and the CEOs and the, all of this yeah. and, and senior leaders. And we want to believe that these, these senior uh, leaders, these executives are skilled in all the things they need to be skilled in. And I, I began this particular program with a hypothesis that most people get promoted in organizations based on results, based on projects, based on you know efficiency. They don't get promoted because they're good at leading people. Right. And the result is that it's very common for, in my, in my hypothesis and so far in the research I've read, that it's common for senior leaders to get into their role and still not be very good at motivating people to do their best, at creating a safe and a safe work environment, at communicating, just right. crisply communicating expectations 
to the people who work for them. Well, and it can be hard when you when you're put in a p- position like that, and you are you have been uh, promoted because you were good at your job, yeah. and now they think, well, you must be really good at making other people do the same job. Yeah, and you get into that leadership position, and you're like, well, my team should be doing this, and you turn to your team, and you're like, just do this, <laughs> right? And then they don't do it, and you're like, well, why aren't you doing this, right? And then and then that's not leadership. It's not. Right. It's no. tough, but it's tough because it is. you you don't have those. Well, I mean, I, I always go back to the the toolkit with all the tools. Yes, right? you yeah. may have a hammer and some nails, but you don't mm-hmm. have the screwdrivers and everything else, and the and and the sander, right? And all the different tools you that, that you yeah. need to do all the different yeah. jobs as as a leader. Yeah. It's, it's well, and I had this really interesting. I was uh, mentoring a guy uh, a couple of jobs ago. Um, this I don't know, ten years ago or so, and and he had been a domain leader, technical leader for you know like writing code. Wrote a lot of code, was yeah. super good at it. Everyone knew he was super good at it. So, of course, what happens? He gets promoted and they give him a team. Yeah. And he had never uh, managed people before. And so they asked me if I would mentor this guy. And he was great, super nice guy. We got to be friends. Um, but it wasn't until three months of active mentorship with this guy, meeting probably once a week and, and digging in with his team and, and what he was doing, that he had this epiphany where he said, oh, hold on. I, I'm concluding, tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> that people management is kind of its own separate skill. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's adorable. And yes, it is. It is its own thing. And it, and you can be good at it or bad at it and you're, and you can make mistakes and you're gonna, and, and, and it is ever evolving uh, based on the people and the circumstances. And that was his big epiphany that like super skilled software guy um, that, that was known for like high end technical architecture and everything that went along with it. And it, he just figured, as you said, that I will just tell them, do this thing and they will do it and then we will be done right. and it will be great. Um, and so it wasn't working out that way for him and he yeah. was a little flummoxed. So, so what I get to do now, and I'm going to stop talking in a minute because I could ramble on, obviously, what? about this a lot. I know it's shocking. What I get to do now is actually get to meet people sort of in the place that they most want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so somebody in a career transition, you know, I've got folks who uh, have been laid off and are looking for the next thing, folks who are in jobs where they are loved and where they like the work, but they still want the next thing, folks who are looking at retirement as the next thing. So I get to meet with people where they are uh, and talk about what's important to them and build a plan for how they want to approach it. And it's so much fun. Yeah. To, so that's the that's the short version of it. What else do you want to know about that? That's it. All right. What else is going on? No, no. Well, no, there's much more. Because I have questions for you, too. You're like, no, that's it. Yeah. No, and no. we're Tasty Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Two themes on. No. Um, um, I don't know if I could recreate that. Um, so, uh, no, I do have other questions because leaders fascinate me. They fascinate me because, and I, I think that there, I, I've had incredible leaders that I've worked with in the past. And and when I had been in management positions and leadership, I didn't always know what to do, but I knew what looked like the right thing. And I just tried to do those things. Right. So I, I would just take like, well, this leader used to do these. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would try to model based off of what I thought was successful. And, and it usually worked out like it, it, we did pretty good. Right? And, and I, of course, sometimes it didn't work and we learned and we adapted and grew. But um, in leadership, I found that there are and maybe not always in tech, but I, I call it the high school effect where you mm-hmm. have you have somebody and I'll just say his name is 
Todd and Todd determines at one point, I'm going to be popular. So he, Todd. And, he and he determined, he says, he states it, he states his thing, I'm popular. And he has, but saying that, doesn't make you popular you would then have to have a, enough people who agree with that and then yeah. say yes you are popular and he's like yes i am i knew it yes and then but then they all say well but we're close to you so we're popular now too right so then they have this popular thing for no reason other than they've stated it and then everybody else has to agree to that how much in leadership these days or in your experience does that take place where somebody doesn't have the skill set but they have but they determine that they are a leader and they, mm. they should be leading and everybody else goes okay sure because yeah. they don't want I was like I don't want to do the paperwork I don't want to be the person who has to fire people yeah yes you want to be leader be leader yeah Go for it it's very very common wow uh in my opinion in my experience and let me uh, there's a couple of things I want to break down I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with Todd for a bit because yeah. I think Todd's a great example so the first thing I want to say is that um and this again this idea of leadership so for me Leadership, if I look at it, if I'm super like crass about it, mm. leadership really is just getting one or more other people to do what they would not necessarily do on their own. Mm. Right. Definitely. So so what Todd did is he decided that I want to be popular and he can do that a couple of different ways. He can he can convince all those people around him um, I want you to put effort into me being popular mm. and then and say, and the way I want you to do that is, you know, I don't know, come up with something. Maybe he says, get creative, make me popular. So yeah. that's not unlike some leadership models, which is to yeah. say, we're going to sell a whole bunch of widgets or we want to be the best whatever in right. our industry. Right. So so there, it, the difference between Todd and, and the example I used there a moment ago was, is I and we. Right. So if Todd says we want to be popular, he's automatically going to get more people on board. OK, so the first thing is. There's a vision, right? Yeah. We expect leaders to have a future state vision like we want to be popular or I want to be popular or we want to be the best at something we do. And then from there, we expect the leader to either we want the leader to either motivate us like I want to I want to be bought in, Todd. Like, yeah. tell me why this popularity is what we should all be working toward. Yeah. And then I'll say, okay, Todd here, I, my idea is going to be social media. I'm going to go and I'm going to work on Instagram. That's how I'm, that, that'll be my part of helping you become or us become popular. And you, Jonathan might say, all right, Todd, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually reach out to people that have known us in the past and ask them their opinion about whether we're popular. So now we, we each own a different component of being popular. Yeah. And if I'm Todd, I look out over the ocean of people who are doing these things and I'm like, yep, it is working like I expected it to, right? Yeah. So that in its at its core, I think that is, is what leaders do. The nuts and bolts of it, however, are you get into that talking to those old customers to find out whether they're pop popular and you get super bored with that. And you're like, oh God, I hate this work. This right. I don't care about Todd anymore. <laughs> so now you go to Todd, you're like, I don't really feel like it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So so the, the nuts and bolts of leadership very often is how then does Todd create a vision that you can also identify with mm -hmm. and claim as your own so that you're enthusiastic about that work. So you're reaching out to those people or whatever else you're doing, or I'm doing the social media part, right? So if I buy the vision that Todd has delivered, that I'm motivated and I'm excited and I want to do more and I want to get excited about it. Yeah. And so so we we recognize good leaders when they have a vision that 
other people can understand and identify with, when the people who are helping Todd pursue that vision feel valued, right. they feel useful, they right. feel competent, right? So they want their work to matter. We all like having a purpose you know, in our life. And so when all that comes together, we call that good leadership on Todd's part, and we call it an effective team, and we call it, you know, some of those other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the nuts and bolts are usually in where, I said that like three times, there's a lot of nuts and bolts. When it starts to disconnect, when it's not working like you want it to, yeah. or if the vision shifts, or if the people change, then it's up to Todd to kind of keep all that alive. Wow. So, so my work ends up being, most specifically, my work ends up being with Todd and all of the parallel universe variants of Todd mm -hmm. um, to say, first, are you getting what you want as a leader? Do you have a vision? Is it being realized? How, how do you know it's being realized? That's the first thing. Yeah. The second is like deep dive, like how are you communicating with the people who are supporting your vision? How do you seek input from them? How do you know if it's working for them? Yeah. Um, how do you seek input from whoever you report to? Todd invariably has somebody he reports to. Um, it could be a, even a board of directors, right? So how are you getting input from them right. on their vision, how well it's going? So much of the work that I do in coaching is helping those individuals um, identify the people from whom they need information and create ways of getting that information that's going to be useful. And th and that that ties right back into KPIs. It does. And, yeah. like, and, th and those are the things that you lay out prior yeah. to even first step. Like I, I would yeah. imagine, especially when I do projects, I, my first thing is what, what do I want to get out of this? Right. right. And, and then how do I measure that I've been successful in those ways yep. before we even take the first step? Yeah. It's like doing all the prep work before yeah. you put the fire on. So that's how I, that's how I, I, I've always tried to manage. Same. And it's, and it's, I find it just so much cleaner because then yeah. I know if I'm, and by the way, KPIs, key performance indicators for right. those yeah. who don't, and that's, it's an indicator that lets you know, is this working? Right. Yeah. And so, and you, you, you track it and you measure based on that. And if you're yeah. getting, you know, poor measurements on it, yeah. either it, this, this may not be working you just have to adjust a little bit or yeah. You may have to, to choose a different KPI, like yeah. altogether, right? Because maybe you chose the wrong one in the first place. And I'm gonna, I, I'm smiling, listeners. You can't tell that right now, but I am, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a tasty gents moment here, moment here, where I talk about KPIs, right? So if you're following us on Facebook, <laughs> and by the way, you should be, yes, um, then you know that uh, perhaps I need a different hobby because I have been making shrimp and grits. Um, kind of constantly for the oh, past yeah. few weeks. Yeah. So I'm up to version three, um, three uh, version 3.0 and version four is, is, is coming soon. So the whole KPI's point is what does good look like? Yeah. And so I have a specific flavor profile that I'm trying to get from my shrimp and grits recipes. There's a savory component of just light a little bit of garlic, some tomatoey, right? I'm 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 trying different ways to get there, and the grits have to be certain kind of consistency, right? And it's yeah, all yeah, like yeah. from a memory of shrimp and grits that I've had. And so what I'm doing is I'm I'm changing different components of the recipe in order to affect that outcome differently. And and that process of I'm going to try it until I get one that is exactly what I want. That's what KPIs are. And by the way, that's also how all of business works. Hmm. Everyone says, here's the outcome I'm trying to get to. Here's how I know what good looks like. For me, it's a specific flavor profile and consistency of the grits. Yeah. yeah. For Todd, it's popularity. However, he chooses to measure that. For 
you know, um, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, mm -hmm. it might be, you know, product sales and reach of their products and services within the globe, you know, yeah. so yeah. whatever good looks like, that leader gets to decide what the path is, what are the KPIs they're going to get there. So yeah. that was a super fun moment to talk about trip and grits. You brought that all KPIs. You Thank you. Right back Thank around, you. Greg. Well, really man, and I just saw, because I, I was mentioning this and he's back there. He's frankly shaking. So and lighting up. Yeah, yes. like, Greg has something to say. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Well, great. That's that's very exciting. So, so, so congratulations on, on all your efforts. Thank I you. know you're building a client base. Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm sure you're going to take off and be super successful. In this. Thank you. Um, it's and then, fun. And then you can hire us so we can ride your coattails to success. Yes, which is what I want is to provide coattails for everyone that I oh, care about. Get to long ones. Jump on long coattails uh, and all of us have fun and make scads of money and eat shrimp and grits. So many so shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Um, it's a super nerdy space. And it, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about about leadership and the work that I'm doing in this space is that everyone knows what it looks like when it's done well. Yeah. Um, not everyone is interested in looking closely at the parts of it to see why it's done well. Yeah. Because we all also know when it's not done well. I've had managers I worked for that were not good managers. By the way, I've also been a not good manager. Sure. Um, and so... Uh, that's also an opportunity to unpack that. So, you know, I, I I think so. So it's it's a big statement for you to say I've also not been a good manager because I think a lot of people don't want to fess up to mm -hmm. wow I really screwed up. But yeah. all of my you know as babies we learned to walk better because we fell down. So we right. know okay well I, I should sure. lean back so much and don't bend yeah. your knees more like all that stuff right. And we do the same thing with management. And I know people who have all the raw ability to be a good leader yeah. and they failed and they're like, okay, individual contributor. I'm right. not going back into leadership. Like, no, right. no, no, wait, please try again. Just don't do that one thing. Yeah. Like keep, you know, keep, keep going and keep trying. There are parts of it that I think are more art than science. And it, it really, it needs, and it, it, it benefits from an intuit, it being leadership benefits from intuition benefits from trial and error yeah. benefits from transparency and self-honesty. Um, those are not always comfortable things to be in, but again, when it works, it works well. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So sure. you've, you have been a leader and you have been led. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you, for you, when you think of like moving into a, a new job or to a new boss, like, what do you look for or listen for? What do you hope is going to come out of that? Well, I, I hope for many of the things that you just mentioned that are skills that they either work on or need to work on. I, I, I ask, so, so if I'm interviewing for a job, for instance, or, or for a new team, I ask what the vision is. I ask specifics right. around that vision. I ask, how are you measuring this? Yeah. How do you, mm -hmm. so I, I ask this and not just measuring it. And then how are you adapting and pivoting when needs change? Yeah. Because we are, we work to you and I typically in tech spaces. Yeah. And I don't know about other industries because I haven't worked in too many of them, except as a very young person in the restaurant industry. Mm. And I find a lot of correlation in that uh, shit changes. Like yeah. pivots in restaurants, like, hey, my God, we are out of this. We're out of tomatoes. Uh, change the menu. Like We're, we're out an of Italian restaurant. We're out of tomatoes. So, and then... And then you're, and then, but you're in a tech space and, and you're working on a thing and you've got your engineers building something and they're designing this other thing and they're architecting the plans for the, and you're providing this for the customers. And then AI comes out and you're like, 
Uh, everybody, take a left right. turn, and we all shift and change, and priorities mm -hmm. drop, and everything else has yeah. to adapt. Because if you don't, win winners pivot. Yeah. So if you don't, well if you don't pivot, yeah. then you know, and and there's sometimes, especially for startups, there's no there's no second place. Yeah. You have yeah, you have right. to win, and it's and it's yeah. a shame, and I feel like because I think I think that getting getting the product out and getting your culture and getting and getting that company built is is wonderful. Um, you got to make the sales, and you got to yeah. keep ahead of the game. Um, and almost, I don't know that you can necessarily in today's market anticipate effectively without right. a computer generated model that helps you yeah. to do that because it's the computer generation that's pushing the innovation at this point. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't, so as a leader, I'm going off on a tangent now, but as a leader, um, you've got to be really um, open to some pretty radical ideas these days. You do. And and how you're going to 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 to, to leapfrog, not even just move forward, but leapfrog over. Well, it would take usually five steps to get from point A to point B. We, we got to be at point B right now. Yeah. We, we got to be there right now. And yeah. I know that everybody else, and the problem is sometimes you've got employees who were never going to get to point B. Right. Like they, unless they did those five steps because yeah. they needed to evolve along with that project and with that principle yeah. as it went. So how how do you see our leaders adapting to these incredible changes? Like how how would you how would you coach someone to uh to to deal with all what yeah. what inevitably is going to be a very very different world uh, when it comes to technology in the yeah. next five ten fifteen years? It's a good question. Part of what you're describing is the is the speed at which things evolve and change. And I think um, AI specifically like things like chat gpt are a great example of and, that and if i just say um and, and my wife who also work, has worked in the tech space for a lot of her career refers to ai as a1 excellent and i love, I love that so, like the steak sauce it is the steak sauce nice and i love it it is and, it, and you know what it also makes things delicious That's and it's sauce. delicious it's delicious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to food again. Hey, we're Look back at us. Yeah. We can't stop. Can't stop. Um, the thing that comes to mind when you describe that from a leadership perspective about, about how a leader can be effective in that space. So if if I'm Todd again, let's say I'm Todd, yeah. and and the goal of Todd's organization is popularity, and, and Todd has come up with a, a reliable measure, like popularity means this thing, and we're going to go about it in, this, in the following yeah. way. Yeah. Well, then technology changes around Todd. So which is happening to everybody everywhere right now. Um, as a leader, Todd benefits from the clearest vision he can share and then backing away from the details and letting, letting the people on his team, trusting the people on his team to execute and be nimble and be responsive. Okay. If Todd has to be the one that decides direction every moment of every day, the organization will grind to a halt because it will not be able to keep up. Is is this part of the philosophy where people lead for the bottom up and they they they, they take like a like yeah. like radical ownership of of whatever their position is yeah. to to promote it so that yeah so I've I've heard a lot of this especially when I when I work in individual contributors they're like yeah. you need to lead from the bottom up which means I'm telling my manager my director my VP this is the direction we need to go here's the yeah. thing we need to do and then they take that into account instead of them being the uh the the vision owner and holder yeah we share it. This particular area is not my expertise, but let me tell you what I'm thinking while you're coming up with it. I think that lead from the bottom up is, is necessary as you're describing it because someone close to the work 
has got to be sharing information up the chain on what's actually happening. By the way, the idea of trusting people close to the work is not new. Six Sigma is is at its core based on trusting people close to the work. But the overall vision can't only come from the bottom up. There's got to be people in the middle and at the top who are who are hearing all of this bottom-up information and fitting it into a larger vision to say that, yep, this is where we want to be. So for example, um, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna evolve Todd's organization. So Todd runs a, a, a software organization mm-hmm. and, and it's software that serves a business community. So it's a business to business or B2B software company. And uh and that's and so t- all of Todd's extended team is in pursuit of developing software for this B2B audience, these other business audience. Well, then Jonathan, Mm -hmm. who's on the front lines and realizes there's a consumer need, like there's a, there's consumers are screaming for this software and then shares that sort of leads from, you know, from the bottom. So Todd and his leadership team still have to decide we're going to put effort and money toward a consumer version or not. And, and, and this is the important part of leadership because this is where everything we've described so far is functional, right? We make software for a B2B environment. Mm-hmm. Jonathan's on the front lines. He sees a consumer need. He addresses the consumer need and he shares that. So this is all about the business of software and the business of product and how that works. Yeah. So Todd has a couple of choices. One is he can say to Jonathan, um, love it. This is really important. Thank you so much for being right in front of it. I don't know yet how this is going to fit in. Yeah. Give us about a month to figure it out. Yeah. So Jonathan, the made up version of him that I've just made up in that moment feels heard, feels competent, feels yeah. part of the team and is motivated. Another version of Todd says to Jonathan, stop looking at that consumer crap, man. We don't have time for that. The clear vision B2B. I don't want to hear about anything else. Yeah. Right. So when we when we only look at leadership through the context of the functional vision and functional execution, what very often gets left behind is the people. And at the end of the day, if people don't feel engaged and motivated, they're just not going to contribute. Yeah. And that's when Todd's organization starts to lose productivity. This is the core of where I spend most of my time with clients is if you want the most out of people, you have to clear other things off their plate. You can't have people who feel defensive. You can't have people who feel unsafe. You can't have people who are second guessing all their ideas because they're going to get shot down. All of that takes energy. And that energy is now not going to Todd's organization. So, So Todd's ability to make everyone in the team feel valued and competent has a direct line into his productivity. Right. That's where I spend most of my time is working with leaders on, you can't just have vision and expect execution. You have to be mindful of the fact that humans are complex creatures with thoughts and feelings and priorities that shift and change every single day. Right. That's yeah. where I spend most of my time. Right, Charlie Brown? That was Charlie right. Brown just had a sniff oh. and a cough, so. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, is that you? Um, okay. Um, so, okay, great. So what else, what, what else about, about where you're headed with this leadership, with this leadership consulting, um, do you want to share with us today? I think that's about it. The other, the other, the, the biggest piece of it is, um, I'm having a lot of fun connecting with people who want something to be better 
and want support in getting there. And again, some of it is transition to a new kind of role or transition out of a role. Some of it is being better at people leadership. And then the piece of the of the work that I haven't launched officially yet, but I will launch soon is helping people learn how to measure the right things. That'll be the third, yes. the third program will be measure what matters and helping people measure that. But in all cases, sorry, Charlie Brown continues to cough. I'm not sure what his opinions are. <laughs> in all cases, the work is really enabling people who want to do more with the work that they're doing. Mm. And that I'm super jazzed about that. So, yeah. and also my own transition is that I want to work fewer hours than I used to work because mm. I have a specified commitment to pickleball and swimming laps in the pool. Yes. And I can't miss out on those commitments. So uh, so yes, so so my own transition it, is informing this as well. There's days that it's really scary, but most days it's fun to imagine what's next. Yeah. So I think that's all I got though. That's amazing. This was so fun. Yeah. All I've got, that's all I got is this huge <laughs> thing. It's wonderful. That's, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm excited. And of course, we have again eaten up an entire half hour, slightly more. It's been a half an hour. It's been slightly more than a half an hour, oh, believe it or not. I have rambled on about all of this for half an hour. Um, <laughs> but this was really a lot of fun and I'm glad we got to talk about this today. And it's fun yeah. occasionally to kind of branch out uh, outside of our normal Tasty Gents food focus. Yeah, absolutely. We will come back to it. Um, yeah. I do have one quick thing. Um, I have a salsa update. What? What I is know. it? What is it? Okay, so really quick, because I know we're, I know we're over time. Um, Andrew and I were in Old Town La Quinta. Of course you and, were. Um, we were. Which visiting. is in Coachella Valley, which is just south and east of Palm Springs. Correct. Just adding that value. And it's a and, and so it's a nice little city, and it's it's really close to where uh, Andrew's parents live. And we stopped. Uh, we were doing some 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 running around doing some errands, and we thought, hey, you'll be great right now. Margaritas. Margaritas. So we went and we uh, and they had a happy hour. And I had mentioned a restaurant in Palm Springs earlier that I did a, a salsa update on called Tequila. Yes. Yes. Now this one is is, is spelled T-Q-L-A-S. So it's kind of like tequila. So okay. I was wondering, are they related in any way? Oh, yeah. So we went in and we sat down. Um, the margaritas were 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 were, were good. Um, nothing special, pretty run of the mill, but sure. but you know, satisfying everything you want a margarita yeah. to be. Right. right? Um, chips and salsa, outstanding. A Ooh. blended salsa, Ooh. lots of peppers, lots of lots lots of not not hot spice, but a lot of different flavors. Yeah. So a lot of brightness, some cilantro, okay. and some um, you know, and and uh, obviously some some blended tomatoes. But their chips were extraordinary Ooh. in that they're all homemade. They make their you know, and, and the, the woman this this woman uh, they contract with who brings them in, and they're fresh, and all the tortillas are made, and they and they they fry them up, and they chop them up, and they put them in there, and they're just flaky and delicious and they're and they're stiff enough that they can hold all the salsa oh that's a big it's deal one of the it's one of the ones where it it holds more you you wind up with all the salsa gets gone because it yes stays on the because you can scoop it all up scoop it all up it's kind of amazing yeah believe it or not i have a salsa update as well what i know it's shocking so here at my own house um uh, in my own house there was a moment when i happened to have some tomatoes and uh half uh more than half an onion and some garlic and a poblano pepper and an, another kind of pepper and Anaheim. Chili. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I took all of those vegetables and put them in a little olive oil in the oven. And I roasted them until they all had some good char on them in yeah. the oven, put the entire mess into uh, the blender with a little bit of salt and just blended it up. It's the fastest, easiest sauce ever made. It was amazing. Oh, God. And just to sort of bring everything around, ate about half of it with chips. It was, I can't wait to make it again. It was so very good. I'm not a fan of very spicy and this had just the right amount. Yeah. Um, and then I took the remainder of it and I used it uh, in one of my first recipes for what? 
Shrimp and grits. Shrimp. Oh, shrimp and grits. And we're right, facing. And yes, right back in. Yeah. So yeah, the shrimp and grits uh, tomato profile was enabled by the roasted tomato and vegetable salsa that I made Amazing. a week prior. And, I, and and I'll just say this. I'll just throw it out there because we now now we are in town. That if you are in 4.0 of shipping grits, yeah, um, I'm a stone throws away. Just if you just need like, oh, I've made too much. We are just right in front of 4.0. Yeah. So so it's going to be happening. So we'll, we'll get to talk about it soon. All right. Okay. Uh, listeners, thank you for hanging thank with you. us for this salsa update um, because we always want to provide that like one does for the weather. Um, and Jonathan, I'm so glad to have you guys here back in the desert. Thank you, sir. Great Welcome. to see you in person. You as well. And uh, and, and everybody, uh, Facebook page, of course, but you can also email us at tastychance at gmail.com if you have ideas, comments, questions, input, output, whatever you have. We'd we love, love to hear from you. Side put. We love all of it. All right, friends. Bye, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.